we talked last night a great deal about a very special meditation method or a, yeah, one could say a special form originated by my teacher for a very special purpose. Do you remember? I am afraid, or maybe I have just a consideration that you may now think that he did something totally new. It is all based, that method too, on the four foundations of mindfulness. Hmm? It is just... uh, uh, it is not estranged from the Buddha's teaching. He would have never dreamt of it. <clears throat> um, it is only, as I said yesterday, that he was concerned about the how and the way to bring it, the Buddha Dharma teaching, to the laity. Hmm? to the simple people, to the more educated people, whatever, the laity, so that it didn't continue the way it, he observed being the privilege for the monastics to practice. Of course, the laity was always invited, but the laity needs support and, and help and assistance. And there was not such a thing as retreats at that time for laity. They came to the monasteries and listened to, to the discourse. And in early times, you wouldn't believe the discourses <clears throat> were done by monks, yeah? And they had their fan always as a kind of, uh, was an issue, belonged to, the, to their monk robe, monk's robe. A fan, because it's hot, it's forest, um, rainforest climate. Hmm? Besides, a lot of mosquitoes are living everywhere. So the fan did this, take care of it. So when they were speaking, they held the fan before their face, that the face wasn't visible for the very extreme... um, <laughs> what to say, um, and spoke that way, that the the audience, the people who listened, were not distracted by the face of the monk. So you see, I don't know how long that uh, persisted that pattern, but I'm sure uh, in the remote uh, places, it. Um, they were probably adhering to that. I don't know whether that particular pattern came from the Buddha. I hardly believe that because he didn't have courses and gathered in this way. Of course, gatherings, people came to him. He held pujas or, or, or um, sharing the Dharma. And he walked for 45 years across country back and forth and stopped where he felt his dharma will be received. He taught it in different ways, in different uh, approaches, let me say. The lady who was pulling up the water bucket out of the well. Did you do that ever? 
yes, out of the well. He would connect to her how to do it mindfully. And he would talk to the scholar of the university or the merchant in his uh, shop, also different. He was, you see, the mind that is awake will always know when wisdom is received and how it can be brought and how it can be transferred so that there is no resistance. It is so impersonal and so directly touching and so quickly. Let's say, ah, yeah, before pulling it up and feeling the hardness and the, the force maybe the uncomfortableness, and at the same time thinking of the children, what to do, and so on. Or of the unfaithful husband, or of the unfaithful wife. Suddenly it, it all melted away in the light of awareness. So that is the way he taught. Hmm? Hmm. And one of his uh, very um, uh, close uh, and uh, kind of evolved uh, disciples of the laity was Dhammadena, a lady um, of of the of the village, hmm? and uh, she be- received the teaching in such a way that they began to to ac- actualize themselves in herself, and she saw it is a true teaching. She didn't need to move far away. She could stay here where she lives. And the Buddha held her in high esteem. There are instances recorded where she um, uh, 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 interacted with a student who wasn't quite comfortable with what she said or doubted, perhaps. And she would go... And uh, so... um, she would also honestly say, I think it was to a question, what is a venerable lady? He would say, um, the meaning of, um, I think maybe anatta, hmm, I can't quite, and she said, this is beyond my experience, um, uh, and um, it is, um, has something to do with it total surrender and with awakening in your um, in your um, awakening to that what uh, you are living and it has something to do with an understanding where you see impermanence and see maybe um, the way you live to do come more clearly and so on I don't know quite what the issue was then at the end she said uh, well if that is not enough go to the to the Buddha to Lord Buddha and he indeed did go so after he had uh, told Buddha that he uh, Oh, he had asked then, did you see um, uh, Dhammadena? Yeah. What did she see? Um, 
And um, what did she say? And he then reported. He says, I cannot say beyond anything when a wise lady gives you an advice you should accept that. <laughs> so it goes like that, Legion. But Damadina was a human being and lived, uh, so <clears throat> the legend says, really as a disciple uh, of the Buddha Dharma and the Buddha. That was the name I was given by um, Trungpulu, the Venerable Trungpulu, he was in the very early pioneer days of Vipassana in America. He took um, residency in the forest of Monterey. Very deep in the forest, there was apparently one, I was there, a beautiful, a great villa who could, uh, which could accommodate um, the entire entourage which um, Venerable Tung Pulu brought with him. They at that time came uh, with many other uh, um, uh, monks, so to speak like the royal court, not, not the king alone or the queen will travel. The whole entourage goes with it. Hmm? And they were living in and having residence in that house in Monterey Forest, and we had... Uh, it, he gave a course, and those who came to hear him um, had to live under trees, really be, be forest uh, disciples, hmm? and actualize it. I remember my my place quite well, and some beautiful thing next to something which pleased me always when I looked up and said, it was not far away from me how that tree ever could grow there in the middle midst of, of no fruit trees. This was a, um, what is it, persimmon tree. And she, he, it had ripe fruits once in a while, one dropped. I thought, hmm. <laughs> and the, he, he held the interviews two o'clock in the morning in a rocking chair with dark glasses, eyeglasses, you could see his eyes. You had to bow down and you introduced yourself as Ruth Dennison, and then you had to make a formal request that, uh, for being, uh, for uh, hearing the teaching from him. This was a real highly... Um, um, Well, I don't think the Buddha did it like that, but these were the form which was developed later. So, and he gave me this name, Dhammadina. It was the time I went to him uh, to overcome a little bit uh, uh, the pain I had and the separation from my teacher suddenly through his death. I couldn't communicate anymore, which in the way I had, we had 
the, the same time adjusted, the time adjusted so that when I sat at five o'clock afternoon, whatever time it was there, then or I adjusted to his schedule, hmm? and that was not now available for me. So I went to that retreat and I told him about my practice with Ubaken, and then he gave me the name. And then when I from then then on went to the continued my interviews, I had then to do the same ritual, bow down and make the formal request and call and not in the in the I first personal form but in the third Dhamadina requests humbly to hear the Buddha Dharma teaching. Rituals have something, something very beautiful, and at its nature, at their nature, they bring us down to to a point, to a, to a very special issue. I want the teaching being taught, and I call my name. That's already a fabulous calmness and collectedness of the mind. I call these spaces where we are collected, especially for, and for that which come from uh, rituals, sacred space. That is for me the meaning of the ritual. It can create sacred space. Unfortunately, we have so much deserted in our Western culture. It's coming back, however, also so that have deserted rituals for. A simple reason we didn't understand the real meaning and how to do it and how to be really tuning into the issue which now is performed is honored that issue with a ritual we all now concentrate into that issue birthday wedding hmm? And that creates a, a concentratedness in you <clears throat> and um, calmness. It's a certain emptiness here from our condition. It's a moment of being liberated from the conditions we are living. Hmm? That's so, well, that was a little side trip I told you. Um, let's go and maybe look a little bit again uh, to the method we call sweeping. So please don't think it is something totally new. He took the whole Dharma and saw what is what is, um, in which way now to condense it right away to the essence and to attain the come to the essence <clears throat> these three features of, of life's existence are to be deeply understood internalized brought to this visceral level so that you see it really as a force within you hmm? and so he designed from the practice of, of uh, which is based um, 
from the practice of mindfulness, which is based upon the four foundations of mindfulness, to body, to feeling, to um, states of mind, and to contents of mind. Breathing is the first foundation of mindfulness. And gave me this kind of method, this, uh, how shall I call it, this form of meditation, and uh, gave it the time of ten days, after he had explored it himself, it was enough time with initiating of three or four or two and a half days of anapanasati, of practicing the mindfulness, to breathe it, and then take this uh, sweeping method, but that was in, in its nature nothing different. It was mindfulness to body. It was mindfulness to the body sensations in a kind of systematic way so that you as a householder could maybe take that into your head, a method now. Now I know how to do it. You see, I I want to meditate. Here it is, sweeping. And it was highly concentrated and actually it has... It has a potential to to open up to all insights and all what we can need to know. We can awake. It is nothing different. It's only this this method, and you can take go back to your ways you were practicing. I've also just practiced mindfulness to the first foundation of mindfulness, attention to for and take the first, second foundation of mindfulness in consideration. But we did it yesterday too. Feelings, remember? Notice the feelings. Know them. Notice sensations, different. Sensations is the experience of touch itself. And that will determine whether you feel pleasant or unpleasant. See? And then also, I think I mentioned, when there are thoughts arising, states of mind, we are now on staying close and uh, going deep with our mind into this body to come closer and closer, penetrating deeper and deeper in order to make that what we experience here within the realm of body sensations arising and passing away and changing, hmm? really in. Go inside and then you are impermanence because you, you, there is no solid entity here that is observing. Even you begin to understand that the mind that observes has a feature of arising, of, of changing. So that is, but it is when you look over through through the Western world here, or or our country, uh, that is now um, uh, accepting more and more in different fields throughout the entire culture. You can recognize it in almost all fields, even in Aetna and in my Medicare. They have it. They sent me pick some some sheets to read and to um, 
make yoga exercises. And they give you some, some very uh, particular instructions, maybe four postures. You know, it might not be with, with the intent to experience the impermanence and your non-substantiality. At least it is, uh, they have a different uh, purpose, I think. You don't need to write, pay so many prescriptions. They have already found that out. So you see, it's, it's wonderful. The, the, the Dharma is, is, is flourishing, it's, it's creeping in and penetrating, and we will gradually come more and more to a united view on the level of spiritual practices. Hmm? United, a united world view. All, it's not there the ideal. It is here to give up what, what makes us separate, what brings about the wars, the greed, in business and uh, competition. Hmm? And then we have a very naturally awakened to a unity and harmony and uh, let live each other with greater reverence. Hmm? So I didn't come to what I really wanted to say. But I thought that was important to kind of review. So, um, well, I started out to say, let's look at the practice, this particular pattern that I viewed it now to get more clear your perception of it so that you don't think, now she give us something new and now I will do only this. Hmm? It's in, it is just the kind of con, con, yeah, to, to compact, yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful method, methods and uh, very uh, clear guidelines in a particular form. And you go to it again and again. And this <coughs> has proven mm, very good for the, as a meditation method. And the meditation is for the purpose to awake in us to deeper insights, to better understanding. Hmm? And it was for the householder so that she or he had immediately this practice available. Oh, yes. I have 20 minutes lunchtime now from my office and I go not anymore with half, with many colleagues and talk and eat, but I will sit down on the bench somewhere and make a sweep, a meditation. You know, he already sees himself sweeping. Hmm? So, it's it's. I remember it has happened in New York. Um, one medical doctor was part of it. He was a Hindu, and um, after the meditation, no, yeah, yeah, no, it was. He was talking about his. Uh, practice whilst uh, um, he is in in in, in uh, his profession and uses his pauses and intervals as that. So here is lunchtime, 
everyone goes off and finds themselves also in the restaurant of the hospital and so on. And then they come back, he said, and everyone says, oh, now I need really a rest. And uh, the issue that uh, um, they had to continue working was kind of not very encouraging and uh, pleasant. And he said, I didn't need to say to you that. It was not part of it. I came back from my lunchtime, which was had taken place uh, mindful, with mindfulness to eating under a tree in a little bench somewhere near the park nearby. Hmm? And he still sends me Christmas greetings, and that was maybe 25 years ago. <laughs> Practicing a long time. So, And uh, it isn't uh, this method back. He did it um, for coming fast and concentrated and kind of confident. He has now a method. You know, when I know how to do it, then uh, you, you have more joy in it and less resistance. So... Um, He, he gave, yes, and, and he gave it especially now to come fast and uh, determined and organized and ordered right away to touch the essence, to touch one of the main features of existence and see that it is a true issue. I can experience it. I don't need to learn about it. It is here, impermanence. Initial, and it has that is a deep insight, <clears throat> and uh, so is uh, uh, very naturally with this sweeping through, noticing this process. It's not always pleasant. It is also bringing us a, a great deal of our un, of unpleasant experiences. And there we learn very naturally also the second uh, uh, issue or existence feature, which is dukkha. And um, the last one, well, I don't want to go more into it, but just think when you realize you experience in these um, sensations and they're rising. You get that feature closer and closer, penetrate more and more. And now you hear yourself hard experience and throbbing and airy. You may realize <coughs> that this is the the reflection or the characteristic of the these sensations which are a composure of elements. So we experience at the same time the elements and to realize <clears throat> in these different touches hard, light, um, solid, <clears throat> 
this feature of 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 um, of, of solidness, they are solid. This is, is the earth element, airy, light, air element. The fact that everything is held together and can move and is resilient is because there is a fluid in each cell and holds the whole body together, cellular fluid. So when you feel that, you and, and realize the elements. It's, it's an enormous support for, the, for noticing body sensations. When you now even begin, don't see only the feature of arising and passing and changing. You also see in the quality of the touch, hard, so, soft mo- motion, um, airy, uh, the, the elements in it. And you, you realize when you are maybe naming them. So maybe that is another issue which brings us um, to understand it's all here, what we want to know. It's a true teaching. It's not a teaching we have to learn about something outside of us. It is a teaching which is a reminder to what is already here. I can give you some features here um, the, the, to understand maybe more the issue of elements. It's a wonderful method. At the same time, next to exploring and realizing on deep microscopic levels impermanence, also realize this, the, 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 the um, material or elements um, of which the enti- all phenomena throughout the entire universe are composed of. Hardness, warmth, movement, all bodies we may understand, maybe gradually understand, um, consist of these, these, these primary elements. Buddha saw about 28, but four, he realized, are only directly so touch to be, to, can be experienced. Fra, they are called the four primary ones, and these can be experienced in our meditation at the same time we are sweeping. It, it reveals itself. We need only to understand what is happening. And then the, it, the, the practice comes very natural. So the, again, these elements reveal themselves as a, a specific touch, and they are earth, Hardness, water, fluids, um, um, cohesive element, fire, the temperature. Can you go through with me? That's and air. Now take a moment and be there where your body is living, and uh, with intent now. We could 
figure uh, single out these experiences without looking, just as they arise. Mm-hmm. It's the element of solidity, the hardness right where you sit. You can feel the touch of your body on the chair or on the floor. You can feel your weight somehow as you realize it is uh, in contact, the entire weight with 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 the floor, with Mother Earth. Sense it through your uprightness and through your giving up, holding. You see, it is at the same time a beautiful method to realize the tensions and uh, as we realize them, they melt away. It's another wonderful, uh, wonderful prescribed uh, um, practice, a method which we can just take quickly and actualize it. Water element is not only saliva and sweat and blood and so on, it is also the binding, uh, binding element. It's like flour. You couldn't make a bread with flour without putting water in it and integrating it. Huh? That is the fluid, the cohesiveness. So it keeps us all together. You see, just in these few points, realizing them in us, realizing them in the person you look at and uh, speak with it, and you see yourself both arguing, if you begin to realize a little bit, not just saying my sensations now, acknowledging the universal elements here, that person is connected is consisting of everything everything in the universe. You become more modest in insisting, I am right. That is an enormous impact upon our emotions and coming in a natural way through understanding to uh, an equanimous attitude. Um, well, I think that might be enough. Um, perhaps to realize that we never experience totally in purity one element. When we see it as air, we should realize that all the other elements are in it. If water didn't have air and had, didn't have the element of of solidity, we couldn't swim in it. We could not paddle a boat. We, if the air didn't have any solidity uh, and uh, uh, all the other three, all, <clears throat> all the other two, uh, we couldn't, the birds couldn't fly and the airplanes couldn't fly. Interesting maybe that aspect. So now... The quintessence is experiencing <clears throat> or gaining insight now from this feature, from this, 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 this meditation method, 
What's the message? You don't need to have the message. You can see your body sensations everywhere, a kind of random, backwards, forward. Yes, but uh, it's nice to, to, to have a refuge, to have an image about it. I have it like a, a kind of a golden, a, a golden oval um, um, form. Light, huh? light, not solid gold. Somehow, a wave or a with with little sparks inside. Hmm? When I say method, it's not something solid. Mm-hmm. So now, friends, if we um, gaining insight now into ourselves as consisting of these elements. Um, helps us enormously to realize that what Einstein says, you are part of the whole. You are not separated, see. And it's very quick available. No matter where we look, we find solidity. We just said that. And we find um, the water element and we find um, the air element. So when we um, now sweep through the body with that intent to recognize impermanence, we can add and awake to this feature and have a new insight, a deep insight into the way things really are. Have you heard about that? That, that f- sentence we teach us always often in order to explain the essence of the teachings, we will say, you come to understand things in the way they are. Now, sure, I knew that before. <laughs> you see, everything is the way it is. <laughs> Not quite, but... So it's, it's beautiful to, um, to have this so available and realize you have a method for attaining the insights. You don't need to wait 10 years or 15 years or need to have five more cycles to live. You can have it right here and now in a modest way, but with further penetration and attention into this reality. We do come to shrink the space between us and the world. We give up gradually the uh, um, separation, being an individual, isolated organism against the others. Hmm? And it's natural. And of course, for that, the four foundations of mindfulness are offered. We have seen them as a division of our body. We are talking now about about a kind of a resume of all of it which brought us down to this particular practice. If you like it, go to it. Hmm? And uh, don't need to hold on and you cannot practice anything else. That's not uh, the issue. So our feeling of separation will diminish enormously 
will give, give us naturally a greater sense of being part of the whole manifestation. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Huh? Yeah, feeling more part of the whole manifestation in this universe. We feel more in being embedded in the totality of the universe, or this, of in, 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 in the universe, in its natural happenings, in its, uh, which are, I thought, think now of the catastrophes which can occur, and man-made, human-made, and also naturally made, you know, tsunami and so on. You take all that the fire in New York as a result to the airplane hitting the tower. Ma, um, um, Dennis told me terrible reactions of the people that upset the entire city. Hmm? But when you are now seeing the whole, it softens, it's occurring, inevitable as natural catastrophes, but also as catastrophes not so natural, which comes from the mind that hasn't been trained, that is going along the conditions they live, which means from the instinctive, raw, untrained, unrefined, uninsightfulness. So there is less alienation, less separation, fewer uh, um, um, fewer illnesses, mental illnesses, of which we have a quite a great number nowadays, hmm? and they don't decrease <clears throat> because we we at the same time create things and issues and, uh, I don't know, gadgets, whatever, forms of li- life to, uh, to under the pretense it is exciting and bet- deep, more living, more interesting, but it is actually more impact on the mind, greater stress, greater confusion. Hmm? See, you must see it on the cosmic level. And you must see that the Buddha's teaching is pointing us to that. And the cosmos you did, is ultimately you too. So, also the, the, the practice to be, or the advice to which is in the so-called meta-meditation we have, to be friendly, cultivated by repeating, uh, may I be uh, uh, more patient and may I be blessed by less confusion and so on. Or may I be happy, may I be calm. It's wonderful. But if it is just no relation to this aspect, it is a little floating friendliness. It can disappear very fast when somebody comes at me, hey, I really don't like you. Mm-hmm. Hmm? 
equanimous in all chances, as the awakened one. That is, is uh, the way we to, to live. So now, when we observe ourselves back to in the light of these four elements, these four primary elements, we also, at the same time, quite wonderfully lose a little bit the sense me. You know, elements. And everything exists of it. And where is then the core of me, of this, which I call me? There are elements, there are the feature of impermanence. And it's, it's hard to find this centeredness. Hey, she's watching us. <laughs> so it is impossible actually to find the attribute of uh, me or I as a personality in this so conglomerate of earth, of water, of fire, of air. So let us make effort or kind of incl- go uh, incline more and more to see and recognize the feature of the elements whilst you observe body sensations, recognize rising and passing, the feature of impermanence. And then finally you realize it's all inside. It's not in me. Hmm? For me it was wonderful for my emotions and reactions. Um, uh, I, um, for... Um, I realized uh, they, that they come up even when nobody is there. When you want to meditate, you know and what the insight was? No one stimulated me for it. No one was the reason. Where was the reason that this came up here? In me. was unresolved things. Hmm? Now, our practice is to notice it, not reacting. Don't find fault that 35 years ago your father was doing something wrong to you or your mom. See? Not that we push it away, but realizing that maybe there is some, <clears throat> it can be healed now in your awareness. That's another thing. Well, it is all, um, I don't want to sell you sweeping, but it's wonderful to have ready a refuge. Hmm? It's a little hut in your big jungle, love life. You can slip in, head, neck, shoulders, hmm? get yourself in, and then learn more subtler and subtler. You bow more easily instead of being angry. So, so, so I said it's impossible to find a real core which is called I here or centeredness and from where this insistence come and this uh, uh, what, uh, behaupting, this uh, asserting comes. It's my opinion. 
It's my, you know, the turkey did this. <laughs> Saw me doing it sometimes. My opinion. The universe shows you your life. <laughs> so, um, it's far-reaching, this practice, this dharma. And it's wonderful to have such a wonderful method ready. Goenkaji, huh? my Brahma sister, who received the same tri- t- teaching as I did from Ubagen, who had uh, given him also this message. He is absolutely staying with just that method. He goes a little bit further and says, three times you can come to this retreat and go somewhere else. After that, you cannot come back anymore. I don't know whether it has uh, uh, lit uh, or softened, but uh, they are holding to this, very strict to this method. Well, I jumped out of the box a little bit. I take also the open practice of applying mindfulness uh, to that uh, method, body, um, in different ways, just uh, randomly in different parts I notice impermanence in the body sensations. Sometimes I sweep only through one part in standing and in lying down, hmm? not just um, that method. So I think that's enough. We ha- we sh- we are over time, aren't we? No, see, she jumps out of the box too. It's when you see it is fitting, and we don't interfere. It's fine. You have to be modest with these things. Maybe we make maybe ten minutes now, and close our eyes, and. Uh, well, can I ask you, was that helpful for be deepening your practice? Mm-hmm. I do have a few announcements. Do that later, yeah? After this. After this. Mm-hmm. So we sit to 39, 10, a little bit. So what is the next section? 9.45 is now instructions 9.45 it's 40 9.40 so we take a little time of our walking now and sit yeah, and then you walk out and continue walking in mindfulness step after step and so on mm-hmm. Notice that you are closing your eyes. Already you notice the touch of the eyelids and the eyeballs. Body sensations become more clear, more definite as you continue focusing to the right and the left eye. 
from here we may perhaps go to the region above the forehead getting throughout the entire expansion of the forehead and from there you transfer your awareness to the foot and tonella place where the bones grow together when we are young spreading your awareness over the entire first surface of the head and realizing your attention now there to that spot where we are that we call crown of the head where the hair grow in different directions and from here we may travel further down now along the back of the skull down to the occipital ridge body sensations subtle maybe in some points more strong pulsation hardness tension the elements all seems or nothing seems to be static it is moving from this uh, um, realm of the occipital ridge we move to both sides of the head the left and the right includes that very special organism there with which we are hearing or in which consciousness is dwelling that he is realizing the inner dimension between the two sides and uh, traveling with awareness in that fashion of spot after spot to the temples from the temples a little bit toward the um, beginning of the forehead and from here down to the via the eyes to the cheeks travel down to the jaw line Notice now the head gives way to another big section that is where the head gives way to the neck. Notice the inner dimension penetrate inside into the throat center. That is where trachea, esophagus merge into the mouth cavity. Explore the different features on the level of body feelings, body sensations. Realizing 
the way in which the tongue is spread over the bottom of the mouth, the sensation on its edge, on its surface or underneath, Notice your observing, focused presence. Come realizing the hollowness, sense it there where the substance begins again, the sides of the mouth, the palate above the bottom of the mouth. Travel now from the tip of your tongue over its surface to where it gives way to the next part, interior of the neck. Now take five minutes and sweep. Make a fast sweep through with the help of kind of naming perhaps the places. The shoulders, left, right. You give us one short minute moment to realize your presence in that too. Then you sweep through both arms and come back, and then chest and so on. I take um, three minutes for that. Then we have enough time for you. Um, Shanti. Recognize permanence, maybe rising and falling, the motion, realizing the quality of feature of elements. Notice the calmness of your mind. It might be difficult to sit now, you might feel a little emotional against it. Go back to feeling the body, equalize, and let that emotion heal. Just know the universe is in you. You live the same rhythm and life as every other part in it, in the universe. See yourself as being the recipient of your life. knowing it a little better or understanding it.
coming gradually or quite gradually but little fast to the end. See yourself fading with your awareness away. Here. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.